Hello, and welcome to Horror Hams episode 10. 10. Whoa, How many weeks have whoa. we been doing this for? 20? Double Something digits. Like Damn. Yeah. This Double is our 10th episode. It's pretty exciting. How's We've been doing this been? for half a year now. We've been doing really? it since January. Jesus yep. Christ. Yep. Um, and we That's love it. That's all lies. <laughs> What if it was? And to probably is commemorate this episode. Am I using that word correctly? Commemorate. Maybe. Oh, let me check it out real quick. We are doing another themed episode. Whoa! What is it? Wes Craven. Oh, what? Wesley. Wes who? Wesley. Wesley Craven. Wesley, where are my cakes? Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> Wesley, which draw are my cakes in? Wesley. Wes Craven, the very famous horror movie director. We had so much fun with the John Carpenter themed episode. We decided to go ahead with a... And settle on a lesser director. <laughs> oh, that's so unfair. Not really. <laughs> this was fucking kind of tough to choose from, honestly. Scream well, we and picked, Nightmare on Elm Street couple, yeah. were like two of the biggest franchises ever. Yeah. Well, doesn't Why mean they're great. Like horror franchises. Doesn't mean Come on. Great. Are you really going to argue with me that Nightmare on Elm Street? All right. We'll get into it. <laughs> so, I love Scream. I did when I first saw it. First well, one, yeah. I love yeah. Scream too. We should have watched it. We should have. We should have watched it as a fifth one. Well, we can yeah. stop the podcast right now and watch, watch it, it real quick. <laughs> yeah. I, I Let's might, pretend that we do Maybe I'll do that. it for the next episode. Okay. That sounds good. So, Wes Craven... We chose for this episode. Eric chose people under the stairs. No, <laughs> John chose serpent in the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Jeff chose deadly friend. And I, of course, chose <laughs> a nightmare on Elm Street on part Ham one. Street. On Ham Street. <laughs> so we will begin with Eric's choice. <laughs> and that was People Under the Stairs, of course, directed yeah. by Wes Craven. Who? Yeah. Whoever that is. Uh, so yeah, so this movie, when I started as a kid, I liked it. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, probably because that's why I'm in therapy now, 24-7. And I'm on hardcore narcotics. Um, no, but it's just... So I what s- happens in this movie, Eric? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It's way too freaking long. It is uh, way too long. When I watched it recently again, and it's just... It's kind of, like, annoying. <laughs> this is a terrible <laughs> review. Eric, did you see this when it came out in 1991? Yeah, I saw it at uh, Healy's house nice. back in the day in the basement, like, you know, constantly watching that screen. It's 102 uh, minutes long. No, it's not really. Yeah, way it feels like fucking two hundred and one minutes long. Way too long. If you watch wow. it now, you will leave. Uh. You're just gonna get up and leave. So what? How does the movie begin? What's going on in People Under the Stairs? I don't know. Jeff, I don't really do you want to elaborate? <laughs> you don't know what happens. Eric tuned out. It wasn't a very good movie. Do you want my analysis, or, yeah, or do you want the let's facts? Let's see what Eric has to say. Yeah, I want Eric's analysis. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so there's this kid, and uh, yeah. <laughs> That's accurate, by the way. He's listeners. very poor. Yeah, so they're trying to break into this house that has gold coins and stuff, but then inside the house there's just a bunch of freaky shit going on because they have this almost brother and sister psychopaths living inside, and then they have this kid they kidnapped who they torture, and it's just a fucked up scenario. And for some reason they have this staircase... There's a lot of stunts with staircases in this movie. <laughs> if you love staircase stunts, this, this is the movie for you. People fall down the stairs way yeah, too much. a stuntman who takes yeah. a spill like four or five times in this. It should have been called "People Falling Down the Stairs." <laughs> really, then underneath it, and, and then there's a bunch of like goofy mutants in the basement, like all yeah, there's like a like, hundred of them. For some yeah, reason. yeah, and they're all just hanging out, waiting for meat from the psycho, and like. And like for some reason the police never thought to check this ridiculous Fort Knox house out. Who has I, I, I don't know. So what are the children? The chil- uh, the th- their children that this couple have kidnapped, and then why are, why do they look the way they look? I forget. Except for the girl, there's uh, no reason. It's just other than the fact that they're mistreated. And the no, one but of there's, but there's one who's like a fucking mutant who looks like he's got like fucking out. salamander powers. Yeah, but he got his uh, his tongue was cut off because he was like the boyfriend of yeah. the girl, right? Is that true? They ki- they all right. So they kidnapped it's a kids. Terrible movie. It is Roach. So Ro- yeah, Roach lives in the walls. Um, it, it's the whole like see no evil, speak no evil. 
hear no evil type of thing. Yes, and the kids they kidnap that don't follow the rules. (laughs) They do. Get punished by being sent to live under the stairs in the basement. And they cut the part off that what they, you know, they cut. That they sinned with. So Tongue spoke evil. Yeah. And they're feeding them human meat? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so like they're basically like serial killers, I guess. Right? Serial killer, cannibal, incestuous, religious Right, yeah. And these poor children that are under the stairs, they haven't seen sun in however long. Why why wouldn't they just kill the kids? Why would they just put them under the stairs? But you don't care if everyone dies in this movie. You just literally don't care (laughs) at all. Yeah, I don't know why they keep the kids. I don't know either. But uh, my question is, how did they know about these golden coins that were in the ro- the, the house? I think it's because I think it was they're, they're, everyone knows they're like yeah, rich because they own like a bunch of real estate. It was public right, knowledge that these people were coin these collectors. weird golden coins? I don't know. That, it was it's public, something out of the Goonies. Yeah. It was public <laughs> yeah. knowledge that they were coin collectors. Okay. I That's, think they explain it, but you don't care. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> I, yeah, that's, I'll buy that. That sounds right. I remember this movie film. being a lot better than it was. Yeah, I, I still young, enjoy it. It's not that bad. <laughs> I, fucking, I liked it. I hated still. It when I, I hated this movie when I was a kid. Right, and then like I was like, oh, I'll give it another shot. Why not? Because I haven't seen it in, like 15 yeah. years. No, I still hate this movie. And even the parts that I remember liking were fucking terrible. Like what? Like the part where he kicks down the fucking door and he screams attack with a shotgun yeah. wearing a gimp suit. Right. That, that wasn't good. No. <laughs> no. I got no enjoyment from any part of this movie. Yeah, their names are Daddy and Mommy, right? Uh, yeah. And he, uh, Daddy's he just, awesome with his fucking gimp suit. I fucking hated this movie. The whole movie just stays at one particular pace. There's never a moment where you like you, you yes. get down or yeah. there's never a there's moment no, where it's yeah. too, where you, there's an epiphany where you, like, you're happy. Yeah. It just has a, it's a one Right. Note movie yeah. that's a good, just good assumption. Yeah, yeah. Good, uh, it's observation like, in the yeah. movie. Yeah, hitting one chord on a piano. That's this movie. Yeah, right. it's a perpetual right. flat line. This movie. Yeah, there's that's nothing. Right. Yeah, there's that's a yeah, there's nothing. There, it's just no. There's nothing. It's a. It's yeah, like no pulse. At, at one, so the the kid fool. He starts to rot. He, he is like the lookout for Ving Rhames and this other guy. While they go inside, they go inside and, and, and try to rob the house yeah, of and, these coins. And obviously, Ving Rhames and the other guy get killed and then fool escapes at some point but then he, he wants to go back into the house yeah right? to, to, save the the girl. Girl. to save the girl save the girl right okay yeah that makes sense the girl know. from uh that mtv show my so-called life yeah <laughs> there we go so yeah. i guess that's that's people under the stairs really i don't know yeah anyway well, I mean, um <laughs> what else do you want to cover with it what else could he say Still, this still uh, hits those nostalgia chords for me. Does it really? It does. Yeah, wow. I still. I don't know. I just. I used to watch this movie a lot. Did you really? As a kid, yeah, especially wow. early nineties. This movie is an analogy yeah. for Jeff's childhood. I think. Yeah, it but is, yes, I, it is. Yeah. I liked it too when I was kept under the stairs. <laughs> when I was a kid, for some weird reason, I enjoyed this movie. But that's why I I'm enjoyed it the Ill. first time I saw it too. I remember it being better. I, I haven't remember seen it in a couple I'm glad, of years. I'm glad I get to spend fucking eight hours watching my this movie now. <laughs> One and a half. Two minutes. One and a half. That's that means it. I've given this movie 204 minutes of my life. It's stolen from me because I've seen it twice. Twice yeah. ever. Really? It's weird as minutes. hell. It's too it's freaking so long. I think I've seen this movie probably a dozen times at this point. Oh, wow. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, for some reason. It's dedication. It was a chore to get through this last time. It's like one of those movies where I'm on my deathbed, and if I if I was like, oh, if I had 204 more minutes to live, <laughs> I wouldn't have watched people under the stairs, and I'd just shit myself to death. <laughs> It'd be way better. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, bedpan. Oh. So Eric, Eric, you give it a one and a half. Uh, Ciara, what do you give it? Out of ten. <laughs> Wait, Eric, you really give it a one and a half? Oh, this last time it was. I a, thought you was, were gonna say it even worse than I, that. I don't even know <laughs> what happened. This last time it was too much. It was too freaking long. <laughs> too bloody long. That's all I could say. I really thought you were gonna give it like half a star. Oh, I will. Yeah, I give it. I give it a one and a half too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that makes three. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. a one and a half is like. Uh. One and a half is bad. One and a half is real bad. Yeah, but the way Eric is describing it, he should be giving it less than that. I feel like I should be giving it more because the way I felt when I was young. But just the last time I saw it was like, I, I, I don't even I mean, know what One and a half means I don't know it's what a piece of shit. 
Yeah. yeah not in my book. <laughs> well, that's how the rating system works. <laughs> John, what did you think? I, I, Five? No, I do give it a half a star. It's I fucking hate this movie. He's so angry. He's visibly angry. John, yeah. There's nothing Wait, enjoyable about it. Give this, this movie, movie hell right now. I Just think really give you, it hell. What would you rather watch? People Under the Stairs or Press Your Luck, the game show? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> or Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, my God. I would rather watch my own public execution. <laughs> Live. <laughs> yeah, as it's happening, the last thing I see on the TV monitor is my head getting cut off under a fucking guillotine. That's great. <laughs> I'd rather watch that for 204 minutes. Give this movie hell if you can. Uh, I can't can because you? I think what you said about it having being so fucking dead... Like there's nothing, there's no energy to it. There's just nothing, and that it just is keeps very going. True. That is yeah. very yeah, true. Yeah, it just yeah. feels like it just fucking drags on and on, but it's it yeah, keeps going. No pacing in the movie. Yeah, but it's yeah. still moving. It's, it's so like, exhausting. Yeah. It's like you wake up, you t- it, the movie's on, and then you roll over, you take a nap, you roll over, you look at the screen, yeah, it's still, it's still going, <laughs> and you don't give and, a shit because yeah. you still know what's going on. And you if just don't on, give a shit. Yeah, and if it's on like sci-fi, the movie's four hours long. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's commercials with this movie. Every five minutes, it's a yeah. nightmare. Every time, every time I watch this movie, I'm filled with anxiety. I just absolutely hate how the windows are um, Bars. barred and the doors are barred. I don't know. Uh, it just there's no escape. What happens if there's a fire? You know what? You know what else about this movie that fucking is super irritating? Not only is it like one note and just has like no pulse, it also has the audacity to try to be funny sometimes. Remember you know how it like it'll just try to be like cheeky and throw in some jokes or yeah. wacky yep. sound effects and you're like, what? Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Who? Like, what are we doing the here? 90s, what are we doing? The '90s didn't know what they were doing. You know what? That is a very '90s thing. It's like. No, 90s were awesome. Have you, ever, have you guys ever seen Halloween, Halloween 5? Please. No. There's like these Never two bumbling cops in it, <laughs> and it has like the trope, like, music to it. It's uh, fucking ridiculous. That's, that's, the, this is what that movie is. And that was in the uh, 90s. It was, yep. What are no, you, it was 89. So what's your take on this one? Because you say uh, you like this. What do you give this? Oh, it's still... Uh, You're going to give it a two, aren't you? No. I, I would say it's a one and a half movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, if you're a fan of Wes Craven, see it. But if you're not, don't. It's a Wes Craven <laughs> staple. Right. Yeah. When I think of Wes Craven, Nightmare on Elm Street, and people on the stairs. No shit. Are That's there like for one of your me. go-to's? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Huh. You told me this movie used to scare the shit out of you, Jeff. It, well. Um, when you were little. Yeah. Not so much. Scare me? Well, I think yeah, maybe just because of all the kids under the stairs. Yeah, you said it scare me. It's the whole being trapped in that freaking weird house. Well, if you, if you, my house growing up, the basement was very scary. It was. I remember the basement. It was a fucking creepy basement. Very scary. And I got scared going down the basement basement. (laughs) when I had to do laundry. And there was always a ton of shit in it with like cobwebs all over, like old bikes and weird shit. Like a normal basement? No, no, no. Yeah. No, I had the stones. Yeah, it was like level. the fucking basement at Home Alone yeah. where it was like, you're just like fucking terrified of going yeah. down there. Exactly. Yeah, because it went up. Yeah. Or like it was a make sure of the Home Alone basement and the Evil Dead basement. Right. <laughs> where <laughs> that was my basement. <laughs> yeah, I had the Necronomicon <laughs> under a pile of cobwebs. All right, we spent way too much time on this movie. Yeah, more than it deserves. So, one and a half. Half. Half, one and a half, one and a half. All right. Yeah. That's fair. Why don't we move on to Jeff's choice? Jeff, what did you choose this week? (laughs) (laughs) I chose the masterpiece, which is Deadly Friend. (laughs) Why don't you tell us about Deadly Friend? Somewhere in the world, someone does consider it a masterpiece. Somewhere in the world, 100% guaranteed that's someone's favorite movie. This movie's awesome. (laughs) Somebody on death row is like... Can I please just watch it one last time before I get electrocuted? This was my first time seeing this movie, and I sat Jeff down, and I genuinely said, why have you never showed me this In all fairness, you were stoned out of your fucking mind. Oh, I watched it again. I watched it twice. To fully understand. Yes, and... But that's a good idea for this movie. And I watched Server in the Rainbow um, sober as well. uh, Surfent. Fully understand. (laughs) So, Deadly Friend was uh, made in 19... 86 uh, stars Christy Swanson. Um, mm. 
and directed by yep. Wes Craven, obviously. So it, it's pretty much about this computer prodigy kid. Uh, he invented this robot named BB. BB. And he invented this, this computer brain that learns, and it, it is pretty free thinking. State of the art shit. So he moves into this new neighborhood with his mother and, and BB. And, and then. Um, that he, shitty fucking kid that no one likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a bike. And he yeah. kind of he has a, a obsession or crush on Christy Swanson, who is the girl next door, <laughs> and her dad is a an abusive, abusive asshole. Asshole to <laughs> Christy Swanson. Typical beating of the daughter type yeah. thing. It's very stereotypical, typical '80s like mean dad yeah. gonna beat everybody up type <laughs> of thing. And you. the kooky friend next door who falls friend, off yeah. his bike ridiculously. And one of the best scenes is, hey. Oh, yeah. Because he, he wants to tell hey. everybody about the robot, but nobody's there to listen yeah, to Because, yeah, no him. one needs no friends. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny when we were high. We replayed it like six times. It's a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, the, the, in the neighborhood, there's a, a old lady played by, the, uh, what's her face from the Goonies? Yeah, fucking... Um, uh, uh, Mama Fratelli. Yeah. yeah. Was it, uh, That's just Mama Fratelli. That's all she Anne, Oh, and the chick Anne, for throwing Anne Mama Ramsey. from the train. Yep. Anna Ramsey, is that her name? Anne, yeah, Anna Ramsey. Oh, nice. So she's the mean old lady in the neighborhood that, you know. She's got that great voice. Owen! No one again! Don't rat poison, you fat shit! <laughs> Get off my lawn! <laughs> so she's awesome. Yeah. On Halloween, they decided to pull a prank on. Uh, on her, and um, BB ends up getting blown up by her because she has a shotgun. Double barrel. She have a permit for that thing? Yeah, she just not. fires it off in a suburban neighborhood. No uh, yeah, nobody cares. She's going to get arrested. Yeah, it's a kooky old lady. It's, it's Halloween. Don't uh, worry about it. It's uh, the same neighborhood as people under the stairs. Maybe it's apparently. Florida. Where does this take place? That's a good point. Is it Massachusetts? I don't know. Where's this? Polytech? Oh, Polytech. Isn't Polytech in Massachusetts? Oh, it's Ohio, I, California. I don't I think don't Polytech's know. a real thing. Anyway, so BB, BB gets destroyed thing. and obviously... Worcester Polytech Institute? It's in Massachusetts. It's in Worcester. Anyway. Keep so, going, keep going. Yeah, anyway, so... Uh, I'm going to fact uh, check. You know, about a month later, uh, Christy Swanson ends up getting killed by her stepfather. So in tragedy. A, in a fit of tragedy, yes. Um, oh, it's also in New York. Oh, okay. There's a Polytech in Massachusetts and New York. So the, I don't think the this, dad kills I don't think her. It has anything to do with those, though. And then what happens after that? So uh, the character Paul, he, he's the one who. Pauly Shore. Pauly Shore, yeah, man. He ends up stealing Christy Swanson's body from the morgue oh. and placing BB's brain into her brain. Uh, she becomes with a chip. Yeah, yeah with BB's. a giant fucking microchip. Yes, right. The Wait, thing. Polly Shore is in this movie. No, <laughs> no, it would be better movie if Polly Shore was in it. Though. <laughs> I was like, what? The I weasel. <laughs> Sorry, folks. That'd be awesome if that's with the robot. Polly Shore. Polly Shore does the voice of BB on Deadly Friend tonight. My, my wheezy friend. <laughs> DJ Polly D. What? And so, uh, buddy, yeah. uh, Chrissy Swanson has BB's brain. <laughs> And she goes on a murdering rampage <laughs> for some reason. For some, oh, because BB becomes self-aware. This type of thing. Yeah. It's almost like a crossbreed between the two. He realizes yep. he was once BB, but now he's in the body of a. She is, yeah. BB. I don't know. <laughs> it's an odd movie. But they had kissed before, right? Before she was thrown down the stairs by her crazy so now the step. Robot wants yeah. To right. <laughs> yeah. So the they kind of had a relationship. Says. Let's and talk then, about that death scene. That was pretty dark. That movie is pretty yeah. dark. Well, she didn't die. She didn't technically die. Well, she right? was brain damaged. Yeah, yeah but she was right. still alive, which is a good quality of life. That's right. So she's still alive in the hospital, and then they're gonna pull the plug at at like supposedly That 10 part o'clock. was so funny. <laughs> right. We're gonna pull the cl- <laughs> the cord at the club ten o'clock at night. What? No, and they moved it up to nine o'clock. And everybody knows the time. Yeah. They're just sharing that information yeah. with everybody. It's just a, a thing as around if it's the a funeral. You know what this movie what? is? This movie's the gate, where it's like it's trying to do too oh, many things, and I, none I, of it really kind of fucking gels. Yeah, but it's it could be. Gate. It could there, be so reason, awesome though. There's a reason why this movie doesn't make much sense. <laughs> so originally, Wes Craven shot this movie as a teen romance movie. 
Because that's what the original story was. Nice. It's a book. It's a book, yeah. And so like when it. they did the testimonials, people were like, Wes Craven, why isn't there any gore in it? So they went back and filmed all those gore scenes, and then they showed it again, and people were like, there's way too much gore in it now. And so they just put it out. So I guess at one point they were trying to do like I a, can't imagine this as just a fucking, like, teen romance because it was like a pg uh, according to Wes craven it was a pg movie all the way through the movie sounds terrible he made so. and then the author he, of the original story was actually pissed off because Wes craven took his story which well, was like it was a, mostly the studio I, I read a novel of like a kid story like a dark, and like turned it into thing. a fucking yeah it was a pop-up book horror movie <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's spoiler alert: we have to talk about that fun. awesome scene. No, before we talk about that awesome scene. All right, let's. There's <laughs> one scene in particular that I have to talk about. Nice. That, that's actually just the, the kitchen scene. There's too many cans of Ready Whip. In yeah. The, in the <laughs> yes. Come on, let's talk yeah, about wasn't that. Wasn't that like five, four, five? We can no, four. Five I think they cans sponsored the movie. Ready, Ready Whip, Whip. Yeah. in the fridge in one scene. They love their Ready Do Whip. Do you think? Was that a set? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What the fuck were they doing? Did they just grab things to make the fridge look full, or do you think that was like Probably, an inside yeah. joke? Probably inside cool. joke. Could have yeah. been sponsored. Could have been sponsored. Ready Whip sponsor. So That's great. goes and, and, and <laughs> takes paper towels off the paper towel. Oh, my God. And the mom gets poisoned with by yeah. her own son. Oh, yeah. Remember <laughs> how we coffee. were like... Yeah, we were like sort of like... devious... Son. Yeah, like they put her to sleep, and like we're mystery science theatering this movie because there's so many scenes where it could just turn into a porno, yep. like a really like inappropriate like incestual yeah, the, the porno. Weird mom and and yeah. son chemistry is odd. I like those. But ones. those paper yeah, towels. Those are my favorite too. The paper towels. The, the, those you things, were obsessed with those paper. They were like notebook paper. paper <laughs> they were like notebook paper. The thinnest <laughs> paper towels. They, they were, were basically. Not Xerox not absorbing, <laughs> not absorbing anything at all. Those paper towels. It was literally like construction paper when she ripped them off the. Yes. Seriously. Literally construction paper. Or like it was yellow. Like razor yellow thin paper towels. Paper. You would cut your, nothing. You would cut your finger off if you got a paper cut from those things. Those were paper killer, towels. Buy those paper towels. It was literal white, yellow notebook paper. Yeah, it did look terrible. All right, so let's get to the the, the price of admission is the basketball yeah. shot to the head scene. Drum roll. Yeah, that is Drum the roll. So, yep. yes, as a kid, seeing this movie in 1987, probably on VHS, I that scared the shit out of me for some reason. <laughs> this old woman's head just blows up. <laughs> by a basketball being flung at it. By it re- who? It reminds by me by Christy Swanson, who is now super strength BB <laughs> robot. Her head strength. is demolished. <laughs> like just picture an older woman's head constructed out of ceramic. Yeah, what was it made out of? Full of, of Jeff? guts and blood. Oh, foam latex. Foam latex. It's like a, it's like a scanner's level fucking Yeah, they head literally just blow a head up. Yeah, it's pretty fucking solid. It's pretty ridiculous. It reminds me of the Brady Bunch vase episode. Yeah, yeah. I like Everybody how just that. a basketball to the head makes her head do that. It's well, like. Because she has super strength. I know that, but no matter what, it. <laughs> It's a high velocity. <laughs> I don't think it would explode like that. Yeah. It's like a rail gun. It would have to be like a that, fucking that rail gun. That scene is worth watching the movie. Yeah, that's the best part. It's the best part. In and reverse. the ending. The fucking ending. I forget. I don't the even ending. remember the Regale ending. Regale us. <laughs> I don't even remember it. <laughs> All right. So at one point, you know, BB's on a killing. Sh- well, Christy Swanson's on Beep. a killing. Beep. Beep. Oh, by the way, BB is played by uh, Charles Fleischer. Charlton who, Heston. Charles Fleischer, who did Roger Rabbit's voice. <laughs> Which is excellent. That's a great movie. That is a great it movie. Is. So anyway, Christy Swanson is on a killing them. spree. The cops shoot her, and so Paul, uh, for some reason, he, he goes to the morgue again, trying to save her. Oh fuck, that's right. right. And so when he pulls her out of the the more like the the wall cooler thing, and he pulls back the this white sheet, she becomes active again and and chokes <laughs> him to death. And in the midst of all this, uh, her skin falls off and she becomes BB. <laughs> like, how does that happen? Yeah, sure. How did I miss Why this? Not? 
It's a typical 80s horror movie. The endings don't make any sense. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, I know. I, like watching this movie value. twice in a, in a week, I love it. <laughs> I wish oh, I had so a fun. Deadly Friend t-shirt. <laughs> I'm sure there's one out there. I looked. I love that idea. Because I wanted to buy I wanted to buy Jeff a t-shirt, so I looked. There is nothing out there in existence that has BB on it. I feel like this movie is very underrated. If you look up Deadly Friend, it says there are just shirts that say Deadly Friend or have Christy on them. There's no... BB isn't even marketed. Right. This is one of the most original, like, you could Mm -hmm. say horror movies of all time. It's so ridiculous. It's like... It's it's like playing racquetball. It's all over the You're place. You're right. It's very original. It's yeah. so fucking weird. It's very weird. I liked it though. I liked it too. So I I, I give it a four. <laughs> what? No, you don't. Nice. No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I give no, it. No, stick with it. I, it's a hey, good, it's a give, solid three. Give no, it what late. you want to no give it. Don't let John no, peer pressure you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I don't give it a four. It's not up there. It's, it's, I love it. It's a three in my opinion. It's a two and a it's half. It's definitely worth a watch. It's a two and a half because, like, I never saw this coming. The whole thing, like, did I love it? Like, no. But if I was like way younger watching this, it would have blown my mind open, just like getting hit <laughs> with that basketball. The story was awesome. The story was awesome. I've never seen a it's movie nuts. like it. <laughs> I also give it a three. <laughs> I enjoyed it so much. It. I think it's a fun. It was 80s so silly, movie. and it's Fair so enough. Eric it's said it best. It's so original. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's ridiculous. There's it, parts of the movie where you think he's gonna fuck the robot. <laughs> There's sexual tension. I love the scene where the father pushes Christy down the stairs. Right. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. He yeah, fucking he, he basically her. fucking kills his daughter. Yeah, and he doesn't even care. And. When they're in the hospital and she's brain dead and they're going to pull the He's plug. He's like, let's plug. pull the plug right it's now. Like let's do it. Four minutes to nine. Let's well, do it now. Let's pull it now. Don't worry about it. <laughs> because he doesn't want her to, uh, you know, put him in jail. <laughs> you know, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and the part where she kills the dad, too. She puts him in the furnace yes. downstairs. <laughs> and buries but him in the in fucking... In the coal stash. Yeah, they have a coal stash. Like... <laughs> This movie's wild, okay? Why didn't she just finish him off in the freaking furnace? Like, like you know what I mean? That's like being cremated. No, bury him in the coal. It's like, hey, oh, no, let's take his head out of the furnace, stick him in the coals, because that makes sense. I've never seen that in my life. That's Good like job, na- BB. A, a 1930s thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Have a, a coal dis- you know, uh, depository. Have a coal cellar. Coal it burial. It was fucking cool is what it was. <laughs> it took props from people under the stairs, I think. Probably. <laughs> Terrible. John, Terrible. what do you give this movie? I, I give it like a one and a half. Uh, That's generous. Really? It's, 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 it's fucking terrible. It's as bad as People it's Under fucking, the Stairs? It's terrible. No, it's it's better than People Under the Stairs. Ter- people Under the Stairs is a half a star. Oh, that's right. That's this right. is a one and a half, cause, like, but that, had, that fucking basketball head explosion's worth it. And then uh, the porno, the fucking incestuous porno uh, fan fiction that I was writing in my head is definitely like a three and a half to a four for this movie. <laughs> so maybe you can get that made. But yeah, fucking Deadly Friends stinks. Fucking, it's uh, but it was fun to make fun of and watch with a group of people. Yeah. That's for sure. It's better than people under the stairs. It's definitely better than people under the stairs. <laughs> By so, a hop, skip, and a jump. Sure, and that's not like a very far jump. We're talking maybe a total jump of like a foot and a half, maybe. But you know, thirteen inches. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. That's uh, it's a stretch. Yeah, One right. of a kind movie. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Right. Nobody sees this movie coming. So Nobody. Let's, let's take a little break. Tired of garbage body and hair products that cost a fortune and don't really work? Us too! At Mad Russian Apothecary, we use only pure organic ingredients to alchemically create skincare products that feel good, smell good, and actually work. Our flagship beard oils tame your wild beard with non-shiny moisture, soothing skin treatment, and wife-approved scents. Head Skin Balm erases the irritation of your freshly shaved head and face, soothes razor burn, moisturizes, and even improves skin quality. Tattoo Czar is the all-in-one solution for tattoo application and healing. It lubricates skin, reduces redness, tames the itch, and sets color better. Jeffy Red Hands heals your working hands with a formula made specifically for chapped, irritated, and even broken skin. 
Don't settle for poorly made products that don't do the job. Mad Russian Apothecary is the pure, simple, alchemical remedy your skin and beard need. Visit Mad Russian Apothecary on our Facebook page and Etsy page today and use code HORROR for 20% off. Also, visit them at their website at madrussianapothecary.com. Kit Kat bar? Oh, and we're back. <laughs> Eric, leaving us in stitches. What a rascal. Only because I stabbed everyone. All right, now Jesus. we're going Sorry. to <laughs> dive into John's choice. John, what did you choose for this episode? Uh, I picked the 1988 uh, Wes Craven film Serpent and the Rainbow. Uh, this is one of those movies that I really liked when I was uh, younger. I hadn't seen it in a while, and I wanted to see if it held up. And in a lot of ways, it did. Um, yeah, it's it's basically uh, it's got Bill Pullman in it, who you might know as Lone Star from Spaceballs. It's probably the thing you know him from the most, or the president from yeah. Independence yeah, Day. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's also got uh, Zakis Mokai, who played a drifter in Waterworld. He's great. And good old Paul Winfield, who played the uh, the chief in uh, Terminator, the original Terminator. Um, so this basically, it's a voodoo film, and the whole premise of the movie is Bill Pullman works for like a pharmaceutical company, and they hear about these tales of some guy who'd been turned into a zombie. He was pronounced dead, and then is seen like 20 years later. And uh, the Haitians have like used voodoo to turn people into living zombies, essentially, and hold on to their soul and make them do bidding uh, for nefarious purposes. And it's a pretty fucking rad movie. It goes into uh, a lot of the... Uh, voodoo uh, religion and some of the cool actual practices they do because that is like a real thing those powders are like really exist and like slow your heart rate down to like nothing and it just you seem to be dead so it's kind of a neat premise uh bill pullman gets a railroad spike through the balls which is fucking which is fucking awful (laughs) um there's a lot of really cool stuff it's a good balance between um a scientific approach because he's trying to investigate this and get to the bottom of it and there is some real supernatural stuff that goes on, so it's it's a cool, it's a cool in between, and I like those movies that kind of have a, a good balance of both. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it, it's it's a pretty solid flick. It's not the best flick, but it's a pretty solid watch. It's one of those ones I'm happy to revisit every now and then. So, it's got great uh, great sets, great fucking. It's filmed really well. It's got some cool, really cool effects, especially at the end. Uh, when that dude fucking comes out of the floor and shit. That was all really mm-hmm. awesome. Um, yeah, there's a lot of great effects. Like that scene where he gets buried alive is fucking terrible. That is the worst yeah. possible nightmare. Buried alive. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of cool shit that the guy says, too. Like, the voodoo guy is, like, talking shit to him. Like, he's like, oh, did you have a bad dream last night? What's the matter? He's, like, fucking invading his dreams and just fucking with him. I don't know. I, I like it. There's some cool shit, but I know you hate uh, voodoo flicks, so I can't <laughs> wait for you to... Where does it I've, take place? Is It It takes place in Haiti. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say that. Haiti. Okay. And a fun fact about the movie is it was filmed partly in Haiti, but fucking shit got so bad in Haiti, because Haiti sucks, that they want to film the rest of the movie in the Dominican Republic, because... Oh, really? Yeah, the fucking... The cast and crew were like, uh... <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be here, because yeah. shit sucks. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, because we're literally gonna go... Yeah, Haiti's, Haiti's, not a, Haiti's not a great place. <laughs> Spike through the balls for real. <laughs> um, uh, what do you really think? <laughs> I just don't like this movie. I don't like it. I've never liked this movie. I've tried to give this movie so many shots. I just don't like it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about it. When I was high... <laughs> so five. When I was high, this was the greatest movie to ever exist. Do you remember me saying, this That's a great is awesome. Though. That's this good. is awesome. This is awesome. And then I watched it sober the next morning, and I was like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's, it's solid. It's a solid flick. Yeah, but different lenses. You know what I mean? If you watch it to you know, multiple lenses, the same movie, exactly what you just said. I'm not a big fan of voodoo either. I have a voodoo doll right now. <laughs> I'm about to stab it, depending on what your rating is. I think voodoo is one of the more fascinating uh, sort of religions because it's it's like rooted in partly in like Christianity, and then there's like actually some weird science and uh, like a lot of it's plant based and stuff. So there's like a lot of neat like different aspects to it. I think that's why I find it fascinating. But um, so he goes over there to investigate. Yeah, he's well, yeah. there to investigate the powder. Yeah, yeah, right, company, yeah, a pharmaceutical right. company. Explain the powder again, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. it basically so, so like, like... 
So why is he there in the first place? So it's like he's, he's there to get the powder to bring it back for a company to bring it company. back yeah. for another company to use. Yes, they as an anesthetic. It, yeah, they want to yeah. use it for as an anesthetic. For, yeah. Wow, that's a, that's nuts. And yeah. there's been rumor that it's it the source is in Haiti. All right. Yeah. So he goes to Haiti and working for this pharmaceutical company in search of this magic powder and. Obviously, he, he makes yeah. some. He definitely yeah. makes some enemies on his way he's there. A railroad spike in a yeah, fucking yes, balls. because a lot of people there don't want him getting his hands on the powder or don't want him knowing the secret of the powder, especially a white man. Yeah, and he keeps doing that thing where he, like everyone's like, "Listen, get the fuck out of here!" And he just yeah, does he that does thing where he's like, "Oh well, you know, I got some money and." Railroad spike right through the nuts. Hit <laughs> the brick, stupid. <laughs> right, and then he, he gets the powder at one point. Right? Oh, and he does get back to the states, and the yes. fucking guy like takes yeah. over somebody from like all it's the way right. over in Haiti, and like just fucking ruins the dinner party, and everyone's right. like, uh, yeah. maybe you ought to bring this back to them. Yep. <laughs> that was a good scene though when uh, the girl starts awesome. eating the glass in the, yeah. the wine glass. Uh, I didn't see that coming. That's pretty fun. I don't know. Chewing man. glass. That's fucking nuts to me. Yeah. David Blaine. There's a uh, there's an episode of Barry My Blaine. Strange Addiction where this woman ate glass. Remember that, Jeff? Yes. This woman ate I glass. I think I'd rather eat glass than watch this movie again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm never I'm never watching this movie. It's again. really interesting, and then I feel like it gets a little bit. It plateaus. It does. Right. Yeah, and it's like it's a good like. Middle, it's like whereas like fucking people under stairs has no pulse. This is just sort of like a middle of the road pulse. It's always like, it's always perfectly adequate. There's a there's couple of no really great moment scenes. where like a railroad spike through the balls happens. <laughs> Besides, yeah, it's kind of like the part where he gets buried alive is great. That part's yeah, awesome. The fucking like dinner scene's awesome. The movie. You can kind of call this know, movie there's, like there's plenty uh, of stuff spread out. Chest compressions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like it goes up, it goes down. And then you feel like it's going to be down, then all of a sudden somebody's getting buried alive, and you're like, Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Yeah, all in all, I think uh, Serpent in the Rainbow is like a three for me. It's it's a it's a perfectly fine film. I like it. I'll watch it every now and then. Um, it's not exceptional, It's but it's it's good. It's better than average for sure. It's worth a one watch. I say that about all films, because everybody has a different lens. So check what's it your, out. What's your lens, Eric? What's my rating lens? Uh, or what's my actual vision? <laughs> I can't even. Where are you? John? I can't see. Wait, are you in the same room? Hello? <gasps> oh, you're on my tube. Get off my feeding tube. <laughs> Not really, but uh, am I in a coffin? Not. Uh, I'm going to give it a two just because I didn't really see it the first time. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, so I thought, you know, I don't want to overshoot if I think it sucks. I want to reach for the stars. Yeah, but I'll give it two. Sure. But that's not a, accurate. <laughs> John, what do you give it? Uh, mine's a three. Three? Yeah. Uh, I give it a, a one. I just don't like it. Um, what did I give? Uh, what did I give? People under the stairs? One and a half. <laughs> I guess I'll give this a two. This is a little bit better than people under the stairs. Two out of one. <laughs> that's pretty good. I think uh, there's a Wes Craven movie that like I watched like sometime earlier this year called Summer of Fear from like 1978. It was an old. It was like one of his first movies. It was like a TV movie he did with Linda Blair, mm-hmm. and it's pretty fucking cool. It's like his uh, his mom's like sister dies, so that so his niece comes to live at the house, and Linda it's Linda Blair's like cousin. And uh, she's like into the devil, <laughs> and like it's like a 1970s movie about like Satan. So you know it's all like right. it's just like a bunch of fucking quirky like tropes and it's shit. Made and like for TV, right? yeah, it was made for TV, but it's pretty fucking cool because like it sticks to like a lot of the cliches. But uh, it's actually kind of a fun flick for you know what it is and when it was made. I right. recommend checking that out. Summer of Fear is pretty fun. Check that one out if you've never seen it. It's a pretty solid, entertaining Wes Craven flick. And Linda Blair is always. Uh, and she's always pretty solid. Summer right. of beer. Whoa. Summer of beer. That's every summer for Eric Bragg. <laughs> yes, uh, <yeah>. that's true. <laughs> I give that a five. Your analysis. <laughs> so what do we got next? Let's fucking wrap this up. Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. All right. We Nightmare. saved the best for last. 
My pick this episode was, of course, Nightmare on Elm Street, directed by Wes Craven. What? Um, this movie came out in 1981. No, 86. No. 84. 73. 1984. <laughs> 65. <laughs> and it follows a bunch of teenagers in high school. It takes place in Springwood, Ohio. Um, and we it begins with um, this young girl, Tina, and her boyfriend, Lane, Rod, and yeah. Rod Lane. And laying rod, their <laughs> friends, oh, yeah, <laughs> Nancy and Glenn. And so, these four teenagers uh, start to have these vivid nightmares, and they all kind of realize they're all having the exact same nightmare of this super creepy dude who they don't know yet, but it is Freddy Krueger. And he starts to one by one uh, kill them in their dreams. And eventually they have to get to the Team bottom. Team up with the fat boys and create a rap video. <laughs> That's five minutes. That's five. And eventually they have to um, get to the bottom of who this man in their dreams is. Who's Fred Krueger, Mom? And why he's doing this. And so it, it turns out that he was the town kind of diddler diddler yeah child killer slash molester just a regular guy and the parents of the town a very long time ago got together and eric was that your phone that made that noise did you do that on purpose or that just happened no that's his text message i don't know what that means we said like we said kid diddler eric's phone made like a (laughs) noise because someone got a text that is the most inappropriately hilarious fucking noise sound effect to happen it goes off when i'm walking around (laughs) in the grocery store in my pocket and i'm like oh geez he doesn't know what that is either i think it's his email that's fucking hilarious (laughs) <laughs> um, diddler that's where you're at diddler the, uh, kid dirk, diddler dirk the parents of the town got together a really long time ago and burned him alive because he got away with yeah child diddling yeah. and they weren't having it so child murderer child murderer it kind of it's in, it insinuates yeah, it doesn't get to kid touching until later but no uh, but it never does though it does it's in like six yeah all right yeah but um yeah so then as revenge he starts to kill their children in their what? dreams oh my goodness that's scary <laughs> he is oh. arguably the scariest 80s slasher um, many many up. will say Jason or Michael Myers, Jason but stinks. But <laughs> Freddy Krueger is too. fucking is fucking just iconic. He kills you in your dreams. Imagine not being able to sleep. This movie, um, Freddy Krueger is a cool is monster. It's just fucking awesome. He is He's just a cool a monster. Cool He's got cool monster. powers. He's one of the best. Cool guys. powers. But it's never quite utilized in these movies as well as it should be. These movies are goofy as fuck. All of them. Even this one is kind of goofy. And, and, and that's that's what I love about it. It's but it was goofy, the first one. Certain parts, and but it's, all of them get progressively sillier though. They all get fucking goofier, except for New Nightmare. New Nightmare was the only one that really tried to like take it seriously. Six was scary. Six was very minimal goofy. Was it? Yes. It was mm. like, what do you mean? Mm. The the huh. so many. Things in part six, like that are silly, like uh, like the the deaf kid. He uses a Q-tip huh? to to that, kill him. That part was fucking terrible. Right. <laughs> and then the uh, uh, Freckin' Meyer when he's in the the video game. Oh thing. yeah, wait, yeah. is this Freddy's the dead? Power oh god, yeah. Wait, is that yeah. Freddy's dead? I think that's my favorite one. <laughs> I haven't seen them all. Six is great. Honest. Can like we? Six a lot. Freddy's can dead we is really awesome. Have a, like, if we're gonna talk about Nightmare on Street, can we have a discussion about these movies and like why? Like you all personally like them so much. Like, mm-hmm. like why? Like I'm curious as to why because like this is a series. Well, I was that gonna I've get into understood. it and then you interrupted me. Well, so. I, I'm sorry. I just want to <laughs> fucking let's get to it. Let's Maybe, get press yeah. tax. Lawsuit so, coming up. Okay, so. Growing up, I loved the idea of horror movies. I would sit on the couch with my mom at night, and we'd watch TV. And uh, 
we'd see all these horror movie commercials and trailers and she would always say absolutely not i couldn't see those movies and um one of the few horror movies that she ever let me watch when i was super young was nightmare on elm street because <laughs> because it, it 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 was it was goofy i i grew up loving it, it there's just that nostalgia i have for it five halloweens in a row i was freddy krueger that's how much I loved these movies. I like the... It's not super horrifying like some of the Halloween movies like scare the shit out of you. There's like... Does Halloween scare the shit out of you? What, well, when you're a kid. Hmm. Like, oh, dude, these movies how, were... How old were you when you first saw Nightmare on Elm Street? Like, eight or nine. What the Jesus? I'd be terrified. <laughs> this, it was silly. It was silly and spooky. It was just the right amount of... Ridiculous. that my mom let me watch them. Where well, she awesome. wouldn't let me watch that's other great. things. No, so I just grew up loving it. I just, I held it close to my heart. You know, like like how you hold Deadly Friend close to your <laughs> I, heart. I, I, of course, I, I hold Nightmare on Elm Street, the whole franchise close to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, seeing this as a small child, uh, the beginning scene of Nightmare on Elm Street when he's building his glove. Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah, it's... It, scared me very much i i can only watch that because i i promised my my parents well my my dad and my brother and sister that i wouldn't get scared watching it and within three minutes i got scared and i had to go to bed (laughs) (laughs) and then the part that scared me the most when i was a kid is when he's in the alleyway chasing tina and his arms like elongate oh, goofy puppet arms yeah that that really scared me when i was a kid oh i know yeah i understand I completely understand. <laughs> when when I was very young, uh, my, uh, like even in the hallway, where, like uh, where I lived, my brother came up the stairs and he's like, "I'm the pig man," and that was enough for me because my imagination was so vast. I was like, "The pig man <laughs> scared the living daylights out of me." I was like, "Who the hell is the pig man?" I don't know, but he's delicious. He's made of tasty cuts of bacon. Yeah, right. Had he said that afterwards, he's like, "I'm the pig man." I was like, "Ah." Oh, yeah, ah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Well, that, if you're not watching movies to get scared, like that, what? That's the only thing that makes that movie great is that it scared the living daylights. It out was, of you. it was silly. It also had some really awesome gore. It, I, I didn't expect what happens to Tina in the bedroom. That seems awesome. Yeah, yeah that yeah. came out of nowhere. You don't think that this, that that's gonna happen. That happens like. Yeah, with the first 10 15 minutes, of the movie. minutes yeah. into the movie, like right. that quickly. Yep. And then it just escalates. And it's so weird because you go into the movie thinking that Tina's the main character. Right. And then it shifts so fast to Nancy and Glenn. I, I, Johnny that, Depp's first movie. Yeah, Johnny Depp's first movie. Um, and it's last. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I've listened to Robert Englund, who plays, of course, Freddy Krueger, talk about Roberto his time as Freddy Krueger, and in the first couple of movies, they were they weren't about him. They were all about the teenagers, the teenagers, because they were young and gorgeous and beautiful, and they tried to pick like the most just attractive people to be in these movies, and then they. Wes Craven and um, I forget who directed too, they realized that people were more excited about the monster than the kids. Like, there was part of you that's rooting for Freddy to kill these children by, <laughs> by in certain points of the movie. Right. Well, especially in the 80s, that, that was a trope of slasher movies. Yeah. And then Robert England, like in, in part one, Robert England is like introduced in the credits in the very last. Uh, sequence, but then by like part three, it says starring Robert England. Right. Like he be- he becomes iconic. Of course, it's all about him, and it's so funny because they they didn't intend for that to happen, um, but he did such a great job in this role um, that he just became everybody's favorite slasher. Well, he's the killer. You know, the main killer needs to be the star. I think. Of course. Yeah. No, of course. When you think Freddy Krueger, you think Robert England, right? So. Or Nightmare, like, on Elm Nightmare on Elm Street. Like the movie Jaws is like the shark is just as big as part as everybody else. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Even though you don't even see it most of the time. Yeah. We heard um, 
we got to listen into Robert Englund talking one time. We went to a Q and A at a Monster Mania uh, convention, and he was talking about how he didn't even want this role at first, and he kind of uh, it kind yeah, of landed of a, in his uh, lap. Theater and he, actor, and he was like, oh, "Okay," and he's obviously thrilled that he did it because right. look what came of it. Right, and even the the head of New Line, Bob Shea, at the time too, was like, "You cast this guy as the the killer," and then obviously. And then he does no, no, phenomenal. Made, made New Land Cinema. So. And then he does phenomenal. Right. He's so witty and intelligent and um, funny. He's like the perfect... Is he English? S- no. No, he's not. He's American. No, I'm just checking out that England thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, he's a great person. Jeff and I have met him. And he is one of the for hours. one of the kindest people I've ever met mm-hmm. at a horror convention. Um, his line is always like eight hours long because he talks to each and every one of his fans for like fifteen minutes. He he really cares, and he's so thrilled that after all these years, people are still so into the genre, so into the fandom, um, and you can tell he's just super grateful for it. Oh yeah. Um, super impact. nice guy, talks a lot. High level impact. Jeff has actually worked on a movie. Jeff I have used to do a little bit of FX on the side back in the day, and he actually worked on a movie that Robert Englund was called in. Incubus. Called Incubus. Joy Fatone's in it, too. <laughs> he is in it. <laughs> Arguably one of the worst movies that <laughs> Robert Englund is ever, was ever in, but... Uh, I liked it, yeah. especially the ending. Of course. <laughs> but, so, um, anyway, Nightmare on Elm Street, I mean, it's a classic in my opinion. Um, n- not my favorite in the franchise. Obviously, part three is my favorite. Dream Warriors. Three and one are tied for me. Yo, Freddy! <laughs> Posse! And uh, six exactly. is a close second. Um, and then two, four, and five are dead to me. <laughs> Freddy's Dead is awesome, I think. Two is um, so two is ridiculous. Yes, and then yeah, six, th- four, and five are just like, and they even said it. I watched the fucking eight-hour documentary on all of these. Is five Freddy's Dead? They no. even said no. Freddy's the Dead Dream is Child is six. Oh, okay, yeah. Four and five, they just pumped out movies to pump out movies. They fucking absolutely make no sense. And even two, two completely breaks all of the rules in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. He comes out of a dream, and they never fucking explain why or how, and then it goes right back into how he's (laughs) not, he can't come out of dreams, so I don't know. But one is, I think, a strong movie up until the last 30 seconds. Fun fun fact, um, watching part two as a kid, the the scene where Freddy comes out of uh, the main character uh, made me sick and I threw up. <laughs> we could spend a whole hour talking about how fucking gay part two is. All the gay shit that happens in part two, I love it. Which one had it the is, scene? It is, it has super... Gay undertones. Yeah, of course. Which one had the well, scene? That's because of the main character like who played him was gay. Right. Like okay, there's, but there's every, a whole documentary about it. Yeah. No, yeah. I know, but even the director, the p- people yeah, the, yeah, the coming writer. up with those scenes, the naked shower scene, and we won't get into it. But it's one yeah, of there's the, a whole there's a documentary on that movie called like uh, Scream, Scream Queen. Scream Queen. Uh, it's it's an okay documentary. Like it's 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 just this weird. It's that guy, the guy who played the main character is kind of a pain in the ass. Like he holds his grudge for like thirty years, right. uh, and it's like nothing. It was just all in his head, really, because he meets up with the writer, and the writer is like, "Yeah, I was just writing a movie, man." It's like it's like he has this weird grudge for so long that he holds, and like I understand, like the guy, the guy goes through some shit, like through his, he goes through like this whole fucking his whole life just having this like grudge against Nightmare on Elm Street two, and like uh, he has this vendetta again, and it's just like this when he finally confronts it, it's just like a. It's like nothing. It's like it's just a weird. It's just a weird. Um, it's just a weird paranoia. personal. Yeah, paranoia. And the guy just has you know, all he goes through his whole life about it. And it ruins his career because he's so like 
just so like angry about it. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's very strange. It's it's an interesting documentary to check out, right. but um, if especially if you like these movies because yeah. it ties into that. But well, that that's part two. Not to derail too much, but personally, personally, I love one. Um, it'll always be a favorite of mine. I like the makeup in one. I know you don't like the makeup. I hate how Freddy looks in part one. Um, I like it. I know, of course, almost everyone who's ever seen these movies knows that Robert England hated putting the makeup on. It was like an eight-hour process. Yeah, tell me more about that, because I heard that that was That's excruciating, kind of like Jim Carrey doing the uh, the Grinch. Yeah. yeah, he was miserable. Like the whole misery yep. complex that you have with well, sitting yeah, there, the, the he's getting vowed. drowned in makeup and everything else. Like he's vowed. Torture. He's never doing the makeup ever again. He said it. He's done. Well, yeah, he says until he's the right check Freddy. comes along, I bet. What? He says he's too old to play Freddy. Yeah, he's too old to play Freddy. And then we, let, so I'm just going to touch briefly on the remake in 2010. Don't ever see it. That's it. And I'm going to disagree with that. And I actually wanted to prepare for that and watch the remake because I actually really like the remake quite a bit. You are dead to me. <laughs> I think the There's remake. There's so much. We could spend like two whole episodes talking about every you know. single. Every single. That's part of the. The only good thing about the remake is Jackie Earl Haley. He's amazing, and like the and it, the movie's garbage except for him. Is that the guy from Shawshank Redemption? Uh, he's the dude from the Bad News Bears who played the tough guy. Rorschach, and And he's in Rorschach and Watchmen. Oh, okay. Uh, But yeah, like I, I like the remake. I think the remake actually did a good job of me. Here's my problem with the Nightmare on Elm Street movies: is the fact that. Like I never really saw these all as a kid, so seeing them as I got older and like these movies being built up to the fucking iconic levels that they are, like Halloween and fucking Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth, there isn't a good one of those in the series. Like they're all bad. Uh, Halloween is I fucking hate the Halloween series. They're not <laughs> scary. It's like it's some dude walking around in a fucking jumpsuit slowly. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like I just don't I understand the appeal. <laughs> I did that yesterday. Um, John, is, John is a lot of fun at parties, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Nightmare on Elm Street I just, is another series I don't fully understand. I think Freddy Krueger as a monster is way cooler than it is in actual practice. Like, his powers are fucking super cool. Like, the idea of a monster that invades your dreams and can fucking get you in your dreams and, like, manipulate you is fucking also, awesome. Also, it's never been scary. copycatted. It's fucking scary. Is there any other movie where yeah, they th- tried to yep. copycat that? Yeah, have you ever seen the movie Nightmare on Elm Street? No. <laughs> and that's kind of the reason One. I like the remake, and I stick up for the remake, is because they actually turned him into something that was genuinely like terrifying and without uh, any sort of like Even Robert remorse. England. He was just a monster, and that was cool because he should be an awful nightmarish monster that doesn't crack goofy jokes. So like that's, that was the point of the character. But like that's the thing is like I like the I like the more I, more serious versions of that. Even and Wes Craven and you Robert want it England to be scary. I, yeah, I don't find that to be scary. Him walking down the fucking alley with goofy puppet arms. I'm like, yeah, well, but if you were like ten years scary. old, like like that could have an impact. But I'm not ten years old, and like, that movie's not geared for people who are ten years old. So like I personally don't understand the appeal myself. All right, well you didn't see it when you were ten. So. I didn't see it when I'm ten. Um, yeah, seeing it again now changes everything clearly, hundred sure. percent. But what was the, what the fuck else is I gonna? Um, Robert England and oh, Wes Craven himself said that the remake was garbage. It is. Yeah, it's, if you don't like it, that's fine. But I recommend anyone who wants to form their own opinion on it check it out because I, I, I don't. it's, it's fucking. I I personally yeah. like it. And I also right. think the Freddy vs. Jason uh, was like. Probably the best example of what you could do with those two monsters, like the way they pit them against each other. I agree. It's weird that it like it's weird that you need those other movies to have the backstory of them enough to make that <laughs> mashing of them. together I thought he was going to start shitting on Freddy versus Jason, and I was about to get up and leave. No, that movie's good. That that's, is one of my that's favorite the best movies in the series. Of all I think. Time. Oh, you should never get up and leave. Never. <laughs> that was literally one of the best movies of all time. I love. Both characters, and I love what they did with both characters yeah. for that movie. That movie is fucking... I don't know. It took a very long time to get made. So. It, it did. Explain that movie again for those who are listening. Which one are you talking about? A quick synopsis on the Freddy versus Jason. All right, we Jason. could... We could <laughs> yeah, we could keep going. We're we running could, out of time. We'll save that for now. No, let's make this a seven-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> also, but, New Nightmare. I think New Nightmare is the best yeah. fucking Nightmare uh, on the Street movie. The, By the way, this podcast is shorter than People Under the Stairs. It is true. 
substantially shorter. All right, Let's what, go. what do we all think about Nightmare on you Elm Street? You go first, Street? CR, is your movie. Well, I know if I say it, John's going to give me a dirty look. I don't care what you rate it. Make fun of me. I don't care what you rate it. I don't give a shit. I give this movie like a four and a half. Okay. I give it a four. I'm going to give it a two and a half only because like the insane impact it had afterwards. It was like detonating into the earth and then it had a ripple effect. The only bad thing about this movie is the mom's acting. Oh, God, the mom's acting is horrendous. <laughs> oh, she's great in all those you porn You hate her and you her. want her to die of alcoholism in this movie. <laughs> John, what do you give this movie? I give it a three. It's it's fine. It's, it's like, there's some cool, like, there's a few cool kills in it. Like, that one at the beginning with the ceiling and stuff is fucking awesome. Um, but, yeah, like, it's, it's just a shame. Like, I always wanted, this is a series that I always wanted to be way cooler than it is because the monster itself is so fucking awesome. Right, but they but always, it's always so yeah, corny, and the series John, gets progressively the, goofier. In the 80s, 80s, it was all about making money. I understand that. I understand so, that, but. You, you could not. That's, again, you know, why, like, I wish, like, I wished I'd watched the uh, remake again before we did this so I could yeah. have it with I know what you're saying, eyes. though. It's an unbelievably awesome, awesomely creative character. I yeah. like the stupid, like, the witty shit that he would ridiculous. say. Yeah, the idea of a monster that, like, can get you in your sleep. There's some really it's fucking terrifying. awesome shots. Like, the shot where, like, he comes, he's, like, creeping out of the wall and stuff. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of yeah. cool shit. And then, like, you got fucking, you got the body, I got the brain. Like, there's just so many fucking But we already had these, so many scary, non-talking slashers. In the 80s, we had... All right, we had a, Nightmare on cat Street. throwing up. We had... No, that's me. Jason. <laughs> we had Michael. We didn't have a, a silly, verbal, talking slasher. It's an amazing concept of yeah. something that can kill you in your dreams because how... You, like you He was do- just different. I just like my horror a little bit more serious. The paranoia of going to sleep. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're going to watch it now and and if they redid it on the scariest level possible. Nightmare on Elm Street is a horror comedy, isn't it? The first one is. Yeah, the the first first one is not supposed to be. Even the second (laughs) one doesn't have the the comedy, you know? (laughs) It gets there, though. Yeah, the very end of the first one. they They made fucking, I think two Nightmare on Elm Street movies a year mm-hmm. in some cases. So, <laughs> my voice cracks. They, yeah. just, they, they wanted to make those movies cheaply as possible yeah. to make the most money. It's the fucking 80s. And it, it, any, if anybody tried to do something different, fucking uh, the head of New Line was like, no, just follow this. Yeah, I, I, I just wish that like in my fucking head, like I would just have like this awesome... You could do so much with that character. Like, you could just yeah. do so much. Have him just be, like, this lord of, like, dreams. Like, it would just make him, like, this fucking awesome lord of nightmarish dreams that he's just so fucking... Like, there's just so many ways to, like, psychologically implement that character. And, like, right, and because he could... He's like, so, yeah, he's because so Because he could change, like, what he looks like. Yeah. Because his dreams and nightmares all woven in together. Yeah, so, and, so if, th- and so the idea of it being a nightmare is it's like, I don't, I don't want, like, comedy oh. elements in that. I want it to be, like fucking awful i want him to personify everything well you got that in the uh, remake right not to the extent that i would still like i'd like to see it but out of all of them like the remake does make it a little bit as much as as i'd like to see it as i guess that's why i have a thing for the remake because it's more serious there's not a lot to laugh at how about a second remake where at the beginning of the movie right He's the manipulator of dreams, the killer of dreams, right? So, like, the the whole movie opens with, like, a slumber party, <laughs> and he goes in there and he kills them all. It's a massacre at the beginning of the movie, the next second remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. That'd be a, a bloody, fucked-up scene to see, <laughs> right? He kills them all in their dreams, a huge, like, a slumber party. There have been, like, 30 people. This sounds sick, so maybe we should delete this. <laughs> 
But well, that's but that's part of the appeal of what makes him cool though, because like the more you're afraid of him, the stronger he gets in the dreams. Like there's so much cool shit to play with, like the mythos of Freddy that I feel like it's always been wasted on every single one of those movies, and it's and it bothers me so much because it's such an awesome character. It's but. a powerful character, like how powerful, like yeah, that's such you, a power. Yeah, that like idea. as soon as somebody is asleep, you can you can go into their dream and kill them. Yeah, that isn't. It's that, awesome. That's it's cool as hell. Up. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Anyway, the, the, this obviously the first movie started a fucking phenomena. Yeah, and it hasn't gone away. In my opinion, well, it has gone away, unfortunately. <laughs> we haven't had a Nightmare on Elm Street movie for eleven years, so boo. <laughs> well, that was our Wes Craven episode. Let us know what you guys think. And thank you for sticking with us for 10 episodes now. Thank you. Do we have any shameless plugs that Watch we'd like to uh, plug in there? Jonathan? Uh, yes. Check out uh, My Name is Jonah, a feature film uh, myself and several friends made a few years ago. It's finally being released. Cynodyme, uh, Cynodyme Distribution picked us up, and we are releasing on Amazon Prime. Apple TV, iTunes, and Fandango now on June 15th. So June you 15th. can pre-order it now, or by the time this episode comes out, you can just watch it. So check it out. My name is Jonah. <sighs> Fucking 12 years of my life went into that movie, so. And uh, what about your website? Oh, yeah. John Karen Art. Ooh. Feel free to hire me. I like to I like to create movies and videos. He likes videos to take pictures sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I do that. Jeffrey? Uh, Jeff O'Brien tattoos on Instagram. Eric. Jeff O'Brien tattoos on Instagram. <laughs> nice. All right. Jeffy do his booze cruise. Jeffy do his booze cruise. Coming cruise. June eighteenth. Coming. Also and Todd's Pies. Dot <laughs> net. And Gary's fillings. Oh, and by the way, Todd Barrington. Oh, of yeah. course. Todd Barrington on YouTube. <laughs> Thawed Even though we haven't made a movie in like five months because right. Jeff sucks. Well. All right. <laughs> oh, shout out to the do and all of fat deposits in between a, a crazy. Also, want, want to thank our, our sponsor, Mad Russian Apothecary. MadRussianApothecary.com. Thank you. They thank rule you. and they give us money, so give them money. Please. They make great products. They help do. Help me help you. And they are super nice people. They are. Wicked nice. Super nice. All right. Say Bye. goodbye. Goodbye. We love you, Wes Craven. Bye. R.I.P., man. Sayonara. Farts. Farts.